and girls, you're listening to Greenhouse on the Go, a podcast for preschoolers at Heritage Bible Church in Greer, South Carolina. I'm your host, Miss Melissa, and your other host is, hmm, Mr. Kevin. Mr. Kevin? Now, where'd he go? Wait, do you hear something, friends? You do? What is that? It sounds like someone's knocking or hammering. Oh, look, there you are, Mr. Kevin. Oh, hi, friends. Is it time for this month's podcast already? It sure is. What you working on? Well, I'm almost ready. I just need a few more nails. There. And now to fill this big box up with sand. Ta-da! It's a giant sandbox that's big enough for all of my friends. At least, I hope it's big enough. Do you think it's big enough? Wow. Yes, I think that sandbox is the biggest, most amazingest sandbox I've ever seen. Unless you have a gazillion friends, I think this sandbox will be big enough. I sure am. This month's theme for Greenhouse is the big sandbox. It's all about Jesus loving us and being our friend forever and how we can be a good friend and love other people too. Well, I think it's perfect. Thanks. Now, we just need to gather some sandbox toys for our friends to play with when they come. They should be here any minute. Oh, here they are now. Hello, Farmer Green and Mrs. Farmer Green. Hello, Mr. Kevin and Ms. Melissa, and hello, friends. We're so excited to get to celebrate God's love and friendship at your sandbox party today. I'll bake some special heart-shaped cookies to share. And Farmer Green made us some yummy pink lemonade. He even found some cute little umbrellas for the cups. Oh, that's so fun. Welcome. Oh, and here comes our friend Cheddar the Mouse. Hello, Cheddar. Hello, friends. Thanks so much for inviting me to your sandbox. This is amazing. I brought some cheese crackers to share. Oh, thank you, Cheddar. Come right in. Oh, and who's that? Is that you, Lucy the Duck? It sure is. Cheddar called me and told me that you had an indoor sandbox and that it was nice and warm inside. And she said she thought you might even have a little pool for me to swim in. I flew all the way home while it was a little warmer. Well, it sure is nice to have you. And yes, I'll grab the kiddie pool just for you. Just be careful not to splash the grown-ups, okay? Okay. You are just in time for our monthly review. Feel free to help yourself to those stacks and start building some sandcastles. Here are some beach towels and sandbox toys to dig and play with. Are you ready for our Heritage of Truth, Mr. Kevin? I sure am. This month's Heritage of Truth is all about the greatness of God. The first question is, is God greater than we are? Yes, God is greater than anyone. That's right. We know some pretty great people around here. But no one is as great as God. That's for sure. Our second question is, what is this great God like? God knows all, sees all, and has all power. Let's do some hand motions with this one. Point up for God, then point to your head for knows all, good. Then point to your eyes for sees all, Excellent. And show me those muscles for all power. Wow, friends, you sure do know a lot. And you see really well. And you're really strong. But do you know everything? No. Only God knows all. And can you see everything? Nope. 
Only God sees all. And do you have all power? Oh, no, but I know someone who does. That's right. Only God has all power. So let's review our questions one more time. Question one, is God greater than we are? Yes, God is greater than anyone. Amen. And our second question is, what is this great God like? God knows all, sees all, and has all power. That's the truth, friends. And this all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful God loves you. When I ask you who loves you, I want you to answer, Jesus loves me. Ready? Ready. Who loves you? Jesus loves me. That's right. This month, we're talking all about how much God loves us and how we can love other people with the same love that he loves us with. Our New City Catechism song this month is all about loving God and loving our neighbors. That's anyone in our community, our family, our friends, the people who live near us or go to school or church with us, pretty much everyone. Let's sing about that now. friends, we pray that as you grow, you'll love God with all your heart and all your soul and all of your mind and all of your strength, and that Jesus will be your best friend forever. That's right. Jesus loves us so much that he wants to be our friend forever. And when we love God, he helps us love other people just like he loves us. He sure does. Hey, that sounds kind of like our verse for the month. Can you teach us this month's verse? Sure. This month's verse comes from the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is in the Old Testament, and it comes right after the biggest book. Do you remember? That's right, Psalms. Proverbs are principles that help teach us how to live wisely and obey God's law. There are 31 chapters in Proverbs, one for every day of the month, and our verse comes from right in the middle, Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times, 
and a brother is born for adversity. Proverbs 17, 17. Are you ready to learn some motions? Okay. A friend, take your two pointer fingers and hook them together. Then switch and hook them the other way. Good. Loves, give yourself a big hug. At all, do you remember all from last month? Put your right hand on top of your left hand with both palms open and facing up to the sky. Right hand on top, then take that right hand and bring it out in front of you and under your left hand and up around like a big circle and back where it started. Good job. Times, take your pointer finger, point to your wrist like you're wearing a watch. And a brother. We start with the word boy. So pretend you're grabbing the brim of your baseball hat. That's the part that covers your eyes. Then put one fist on top of the other with both pointer fingers pointing out. Point your fingers out and then fists on top of each other. There you go. Is born. Pretend you're rocking a baby. And for adversity, that means hard stuff. That means a brother is there for you when you need help. So let's sign the word help. Put one hand with your palm up, then give me a thumbs up with your other hand. Put the thumbs up on your open hand and have that flat hand lift your thumbs up, 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 up. Great job. Let's practice that together. Put your hands together like an open book for our reference. Do you remember it? Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Proverbs 17, 17. Good job. Let's do that one more time. All right. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Proverbs 17, 17. Great job, friends. Are you ready for our lesson? We sure are. Let's pray and then we'll talk about our best friend, Jesus. Dear God, thank you for our friends and thank you for sending us Jesus to be our best friend ever. Help us to love you and to love our friends like you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. This month, we're talking all about love and friendship. Now, we know Jesus was God, but sometimes we forget that he was human too, at least while he lived on earth anyway, right? Right. He came down from heaven and was born as a baby, and then he got to be a kid, and then he grew up to be a grown-up. Yes, and guess what? Jesus had real, live friends that he talked with and ate with and hung out with. Jesus was the best, best friend ever. He didn't care where people grew up or what they looked like. He didn't care if they were rich or poor, and it didn't matter if they were a boy or or a girl. Jesus had all kinds of friends. He sure did. And he still does. I know Jesus is my best friend. How about you? Yes, Jesus is my best friend too. Who were some of Jesus's friends when he was here on earth? Well, I'm glad you asked. We're going to learn about a lot of his friends. First, he had 12 very special friends. We know them as the disciples. These were 12 men that followed Jesus and learned from him and loved him, at least most of the time. Do you remember their names? Let's see. It helps me remember their names when I sing it. Do you remember this one? I don't know it as much as you do. Let's sing it together. There were 12 disciples. Jesus called to help him. Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, his brother, John. 
Philip, Thomas, Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon, Judas, and Bartholomew. Ooh, good job. So Jesus had 12 really good friends who prayed with him and stuck with him and loved him like a brother. Well, one day Jesus was teaching about God and there was a huge crowd, as there often was. And the moms and dads were sending their little children up to see and touch Jesus. Well, the disciples thought the children should stay back. But guess what Jesus said? What? Jesus loves little kids, so he actually rebuked the disciples. Do you know what rebuked means? That means he scolded them. He told them, no, no, don't stop the little children. That's right. Instead, Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. That's Luke chapter 18, verse 16. Other parts of the Bible tells us that it takes only the faith of a child to trust Jesus as our Savior. So, we know that little kids can love and trust God too. So, Jesus had kid friends, and he had the disciples as friends. What other friends did Jesus have? Well, there was a special family. Do you remember Lazarus and his two sisters, Mary and Martha? Oh, right. I remember this one. One day, Jesus got invited to come over to Lazarus and Mary and Martha's house. Martha was so excited that she wanted everything to be perfect. She was cooking and cleaning and making sure every detail was just right. Jesus was a very special guest. Have you ever had a special guest come over for a play date? What kind of special things do you get ready ahead of time? Do you clean your room? Or do you help clean up your play area? Did you make some special snacks? Or pull out some special toys or coloring books to share? Well... Jesus came over and Martha was still busy finishing up all the work. She invited Jesus in, but then she just kept getting everything ready. She kind of ignored him, even though she was doing all the stuff for him. Meanwhile, Jesus sat down with Mary and Jesus started teaching Mary about himself. Luke chapter 10 tells us that Mary sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching, but Martha was distracted with much serving. In fact, Martha started to get upset, but Jesus was a good friend and told her, Martha, Martha, you were anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. What does that last part mean? It means that sometimes we get distracted by work and wanting to do everything perfectly, but the most important thing is spending time with Jesus and learning from him. So Jesus didn't care if the house was perfectly cleaned or if the food was amazingly delicious. He just wanted to spend time with his friends. That's right. And Jesus wants to spend time with each of you friends. In fact, when you listen to his word at home or at church or even on this podcast, you're spending time with Jesus and learning from his word. You're getting to know Jesus better and better and learning how to love him more and more. I'm so glad Jesus wants to be our friend. Hey, did he have any more friends while he lived on earth? Oh, sure. In Matthew chapter 8, God tells us about a centurion. Can you say that with me? Centurion. What's a centurion? A centurion was a Roman soldier who was in charge of 100 men. Oh, like century means 100 years. (laughs) Exactly. Well, this centurion had a servant who was really sick. So he came and found Jesus and asked Jesus to heal his servant. Did Jesus do it? Well, Jesus said, I will come and heal him. He was ready to stop everything and go heal the sick man. But the centurion stopped him, and he said, Lord, 
I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word, and my servant will be healed. The centurion knew that Jesus had all power, and that when he said for something to be done, it would be. He said, I, too, am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. And Jesus was amazed at the centurion's faith. He knew that his friend, the centurion, truly believed that he was God and could heal and save. And Jesus healed the centurion's servant at that very moment. He spoke, and the man was all better. Wow. I know, pretty amazing. You know, the centurion was a Roman soldier. He wasn't from Israel, but Jesus told him that didn't matter. He said, just because you're from Israel doesn't mean you'll be in heaven with me. In fact, lots of people will be in heaven from all over the world. Did the centurion believe Jesus was God? Yes. And did he believe that Jesus could heal his sick servant? Yes. And did Jesus have to go touch the man to heal him? No. What did he do? He just spoke. That's right. God's word is so powerful. And that same word is what we have right here in the Bible. When God says something, we can believe that it is true and powerful. We can trust Jesus because we know that he is powerful and he loves us very much. He sure does. What happened next? Well, after he healed the centurion's servant, Luke chapter 7 tells us that Jesus went on healing and showing all kinds of people how much God loved them. He raised a widow's son to life. He made people who couldn't hear able to hear, and people who couldn't walk, able to walk, people who were blind, able to see. And in the middle of all of this, a Pharisee named Simon invited him to dinner. So he went over to his house and ate with him. Now, there was one more friend of Jesus that I want to talk to you about. In the middle of dinner, a woman who had made some really bad choices came in. She had been following Jesus and she believed in him. In fact, she spent a lot of money to buy a very special gift for him. So when she heard that Jesus was at Simon's house, she came in and started crying. She cried and cried, and the tears made Jesus' feet wet. She didn't have a towel, so she wiped his feet with her hair. Then she kissed his feet and poured her special gift, a very fancy perfume, all over his feet. And Jesus said, Her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, and he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Wow. Jesus saved his friend, even though he knew she had done some really bad things. He still loved her. That sounds like our verse. It sure does. Our verse told us a friend loves at all times. That means that whether it's day or night, whether you're healthy or sick, whether you're kind or unkind, your friends still love you. Loving someone is wanting and doing what is best for them. We love people even when they don't love us back sometimes. And that's just like God. He loved us when we were still sinners and he sent his son to die for us just because he loved us and wanted to be our friend forever. God's word says, if you repent of your sin and believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, you can be saved too. If you've never trusted Jesus as your savior, will you talk with your mom or dad or one of us at church? We'd love to tell you more about Jesus and how you can trust him as your very own Savior and Lord. Wow, Jesus is the best friend we could ever have. Yep, Jesus really is the best, best friend we can ever have. He's that friend that loves us no matter what. Whether we're happy or sad or angry or silly, whether we're really good at math or not, whether we love books or cars or dolls or games, 
whether we like playing in the sand or playing at the park when we obey, and even when we disobey, God always loves us and always wants to be our friend forever. In fact, Jesus loved you so much that he left his throne in heaven to come to earth and pay the price for all of our sins so we could be his friend forever. That's right. When we sinned, Jesus said, I'll take his punishment. I'll die for her. I want them to be my friends forever. Wow. He wants to be our friend, not because we're awesome friends, but just because he loves us. Let's pray and thank God for loving us right now. Dear God, Thank you for your true word, the Bible, and thank you for sending us your son, Jesus, to love us and to die for our sins and rise again so we can be his friends forever. We pray that you would forgive us of our sins and help us to trust you and obey your word today. Help us to tell our friends just how much you love them. And if any of our friends don't know you as their personal savior, we pray that you would draw them to yourself and be their Lord and friend forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go ahead and sing one last song about how much God loves us.
beautiful singing friends. Tell me, who loves you? Jesus loves me. And who wants you to be his friend forever? Jesus wants me to be his friend forever. That's the truth, friends. You'd better believe it. Thanks for listening to Greenhouse on the Go. We hope you get to invite your friends over to play in the sand and talk about how much Jesus loves you this week. And we hope to see you at church soon. Don't forget to tune in next month for another brand new episode of Greenhouse on the Go as we keep talking about God's amazing love and how we can love others too. Until then, we pray that you'll grow to love Jesus and be more and more like him each day. See you soon. Bye, friends. Bye.